0: From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the morning, only on Newcastle Live. Good morning, welcome back to the program. It's uh, ten minutes to eleven here on Newcastle Live, and it is uh, it is beautiful outside. It's just magnificent here in uh, inside the studio for the first time in a long, long time. The studio is actually beautiful and uh, like an icebox, and everybody else likes it, in particular. Sarah from uh, What Were You Wearing, hello, how are you? Hello, thank you for having me My again. pleasure, I just, uh, I loved when you walked in and went, oh, I love the air conditioning in this place, because I always get in trouble for it being too cold. Yeah, no, I'm a bit of a cold freak. You're a cold freak, I love <coughs> it, I love it. Thank you so much for coming in. We're also joined uh, this morning by Ethan, also from uh, What Were You Wearing, good Hi morning. There.
1: good morning. How
0: are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, I've got uh, Shaylee Pryor, who's from the Community Disability Alliance Hunter, good morning. Good morning. And I also have Lisa Richmond with us as well from what were you wearing? Hello. Hello. <laughs> we're
2: sharing microphones this morning. We are
0: sharing microphones this morning. Look, thank you so much for coming in, guys. I, I really appreciate it. The reason why we are here this morning is because uh, it is Reclaim the Night. It is uh, It is happening on Friday the 28th of, uh, of October. And it is a night that uh, Newcastle women and Newcastle men stand and say that we will not accept violence against women we will not accept sexual assault anymore we will not accept any of the bs that is uh, is coming out of our society at the moment now uh Shelley and uh, and sarah you're both um you know you're both survivors we don't i refuse to call you victims because you're not you're both survivors of uh of you know, domestic violence sexual assault our court systems everything known under the sun you you've you've uh, you're a survivor of why is it so important, Sarah, that uh, that we march and that uh, that we t- all take part in Reclaim the Night? And of course, Reclaim the Night is happening around the state. It's also happening over at Lake Macquarie. Why is it so important that we take part in, in this event on Friday night?
1: I think that, you know, it is so important that our whole community comes out together to really stand together and not only show survivors that we support them and that, you know, we are here for them in their journey of healing, but also standing together to really show, you know, people in positions of power, politicians, um, etc., that we don't want to allow for these crimes to keep being committed and that the rates that keep increasing is not good enough and that there is just so much more that they need to be doing, um, you know, having that position of power um to protect ourselves and protect our community as a whole
0: sarah i was four when the first reclaim the night march happened um that means that they it's a long long time 1977 was the first one that was held we're still a long long way way behind aren't we
1: yeah um it's it's devastating that we're still having to, in 2022, do events like these and do other marches constantly, you know. What We Wearing itself has done, I think, to our ninth protest against domestic and sexual violence. And the lack of change is just appalling. And, yeah, we just... It's it sucks, but I guess we have to keep demanding um, for change, and yeah, that's what we will all be doing tomorrow. Yeah, we certainly will be.
0: Now, also joining me um, in the studio this morning is uh, Shelley Pryor. Good morning.
3: Good morning.
0: Can you just move a little bit closer to the yeah. mic for me? Thank you. Now, you're uh, you're from the Community Disability Alliance Hunter, and uh, you know your your work I- is incredible. You know, like many people, you've got lived experience of assault. Um, you've got experience of the uh, of the court system. And uh, you're going to be sharing your story and you have been sharing your story to help empower other people tell me how you got to where we are today
3: um, I got to where I am today uh, because CEDAR which is a peer support organization ran by peers with disability for peers with disability told me and said that I have a story to tell and that our lived experience needs to be shared um, because so many women with disability um, are underrepresented in the court system with sexual violence and with violence in general. So the reason why I got involved and how I got here was because I said, I need to tell my story. I need to be the person to say that enough is enough and I don't represent all women with disability in the community, but I want to say that we do have a voice and that we do have power here. Mm. And, and I think it's so important, especially because, like, we are twice as likely to be sexually assaulted. And that is a recent statistic from the Disability Royal Commission. Um, and so I want people to come to Reclaim the Night because we want to say that this is a safe space for people to actually come and say we have voice and we mm. have representation.
0: Obviously, um, you know it's it's a horrible situation to be in, and the fact that the National Disability Royal Commission is having to happen uh, uh, is a is a blight on society and is, is just absolutely disgusting. But obviously, you know um, these perpetrators see you as uh, as not as able to defend yourself; that they think you're not going to speak up. Does that? Uh, this sounds a, hor- a horrible way to ask you this this question, but does that make people with a disability, easier pickings for, for perpetrators?
3: That is a great question. Um, I I love to say that we are not actually vulnerable because of our disability. We are vulnerable because of the perpetrators and the people that are willing to exploit and abuse us. And because of this and because of that, that stigma that we've had attached to ourselves that we can't fight back and that we don't have power and that we don't have a voice, we are... Um, more likely to to be assaulted and it's not because that we are vulnerable mm. because of the disability but because people are willing to do that to us.
0: There is that perception by them that uh, that yeah you, you're just you won't say anything back because you know and and if you do no one's going to believe you.
3: Exactly and um, and I will be talking about this more in my speech but mm. we we definitely need a system and a court system that um, will um, be inclusive
0: now, this is some devastating news that is just coming out now. Um, the trial for um, the Brittany Higgins trial has obviously, the jury has been discharged. They have been unable to reach a verdict of, uh, of either all guilty or all innocent. We have a retrial date for the 20th of February after that jury was discharged. This is just, no matter which way this went, it was going to create, uh, create news Sarah I'm going to come across you can yeah you knew where I was going with this didn't you as a uh, as a law student as a survivor how does that make you feel
1: That's I feel like I, want, I
0: feel like I want to cry
1: yeah um, it just goes to show that Survivors still in today's day are not achieving the justice that they deserve. But it also—it's so concerning from a organisation back like position because things like that are going to like scare other survivors who haven't come out yet from reporting because they will think, "What's the point?" If someone like Brittany Higgins, who has such a um, pivotal voice in Australia, can go through this and the jury be discharged what can happen for myself um it yeah it's devastating and it's it's just disgusting and it goes to show yeah we aren't doing enough and that our legal system as well isn't in the right um state of looking after victims and survivors first it's more on the side of perpetrators rather than Mm. what it should really be
0: so obviously, um, there's a, a couple of reasons why this has happened. Um, Chief Justice Lucy McCallum said this morning that at least one juror had obtained relevant material that was not included in the trial. Now that's a basic no-no, isn't it? You you do not get outside information. You deal with what you were presented inside that court, and that's it. it it's just it's bizarre. But uh, Mr. Lehman has been granted bail until February 2023 and uh, uh, the trial ran for 12 days 12 days it saw 29 witnesses take the stand this is exactly why we need to be marching and why we need to be reclaiming the night because uh, this is just not good enough Ethan hello hi how are you good thanks how are you I'm good I'm good as a uh, as a man you know you're sitting here listening to the stories that we're telling. and uh, and and I you know we do need to preface, and as we always do when when we talk with uh, with you guys, that all of you, it's not just women, it's men who are victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, who are taking advantage of. it is both sexes, it just predominantly. Is women? How do you feel as a uh, as a man? I know that you uh, you go to all of these marches, and uh, your partner is uh, is Sarah. You know, you you've been integrate you know intimately involved in all of this. How do you feel as a man? And where are we failing to get the message through? There's a big question for you. If you can answer that, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I think you know, for for a male perspective, um, I guess it is. Um, I guess for me, it's because I'm, you know, I, I work with, well, I am, like, you know, working with survivors each day and, like, seeing, you know, their perspective and, you know, getting more information and, you know, being educated on this. Um, I think I think education is, like, a big thing, is what, um, you know, that is, you know, is vital and what a lot of, um, especially men, are not, um, you know, if, if they're to be educated... it I think a lot of men can their perspective can easily be swayed. Mm. Um, you know, some might take more than others, but um, it, being educated on these types of issues, I think, is is vital. Mm.
0: From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy
2: Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live.
0: Welcome back to the program. As we were talking about before 11, it is Reclaim the Night March. It is happening uh, tomorrow at 5.30 at Gregson Park. Why are we marching? What is the reason behind it all? Lisa Richmond, uh, you're part of the uh, the What Were You Wearing board, part of the organisation uh, of this march. There is uh, several groups involved in it. Firstly, tell me who's involved tomorrow. What, uh, what organisations are involved in putting this together?
2: So we have multiple um, local domestic violence and sexual um, violence organisations involved. Obviously, we've got people like Jenny's Place. who have got What Were You Wearing? Um, we've got Cedar, who Shaylee's here, um, representing as well. Um, and essentially, you know, there's uh, a whole list of reasons why we're marching, mm-hmm. why we're doing this. Um, but, you know, just in its name itself, Reclaim the Night, it's all about taking back the night. Mm-hmm. And because especially um, women identifying people um, uh, we don't feel as safe to be able to go out of an evening, whereas, you know, people who identify as a man can easily just walk down the street. So Mm. that's kind of the the idea behind the name but there are um the you know official um reasons which is uh we're marching because we're outraged we're marching because we refuse to live in fear we're marching because we have a right to live free from sexual assault sexual harassment and violence at home at work at school at uni at tafe in our sporting clubs in public spaces at venues online and on the streets and i mean that's all just basic stuff that Mm. anybody's entitled to right absolutely
3: yeah
0: now as um so you you grew up in in regional new South Wales. Wales. You, you grew up up the Hunter Valley from um, the Brook. From the Brook, you uh, you moved down to Maitland, and then you have moved down here to Newcastle. Do you uh, do you find a difference, or have you? Did you find a difference between? I mean, obviously, you were younger when you were up in Maitland and up in Musselbrook,
2: but um, do you feel less safe down here than you did up there? Um. I don't think that it's a thing about being less safe. I think that obviously any time that you're out and about somewhere, Mm. especially of an evening and there's multiple people, there's crowds of people um, around, which there are more in more populated Mm. areas, like Newcastle, for example, Mm. um, you're always going to have that feeling of being unsafe, um, especially if you're somebody who is a survivor and, you know, it's always a worry if if you're going to see that perpetrator Mm. out and about because there's, you know, more nightlife, I suppose, and more opportunity to Mm. see them. Um, but it's you know it it doesn't really matter where you are it's something that sexual violence and and, uh, domestic violence affects people of all genders in Mm. all areas of all ages of all abilities Mm. Um, but it's yeah it is something obviously the when you're out in crowds of people there's always that heightened fear
0: yeah the interesting thing uh, the one that I find really fascinating is that in the last five years between uh, 2017 and 2022 the increase in uh, in sexual assault incidents in Newcastle and Lake Macquarie it's increased by eleven point three percent, but disturbingly, in the Hunter Valley it's increased by forty percent. That is a big increase, isn't it? and it, it, huge. It, it, ta- it really <laughs> it, it actually flies in the face of the question I just asked you.
2: Yeah, it's really really um, terrifying to think that some you know to to have a, an increase of forty percent. That's almost you know double. It's almost double, yeah. Um, yeah. It's terrifying. And, um, I mean, myself, I don't know why that is, why those numbers are the way that they are. Um, again, it's something that affects people in all areas. Um, it could come down to, um, you know, certain... Uh, I guess mentality in certain areas and demographics, but also it's something that doesn't discriminate. So it's, it doesn't. It, the numbers are what they are, but mm. um, you know it, it could very well be the other way around as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So Sarah, what uh,
0: what is the process? What is happening tomorrow night? I know it gets underway at five thirty at Gregson Park.
1: What's going to be happening, and what can we expect if we uh, if we turn up? So people are encouraged um, from any background to attend at 5.30 tomorrow. Um, we will have some sign-making and information stalls. Um, you know, so if you wanna come along, make your sign there. We'll have people available to help you with that, as well as get any relevant resources um, if you needed any. Then we will hear um, Jeanette Hoppe, she will do some spoken word poetry. I've heard her before, she's absolutely amazing. Then we will hear from six speakers, all from different perspectives, Um, you know, sharing their story and sharing why they are there today. Then from 6.30, we will kick off the march. So the march will go down past Gregson Park, along Beaumont Street and back. And that march is really to allow women and people who identify as women, trans and non-binary, to really reclaim that night and bring back the power to themselves and, you know, be able to feel like they can walk at that time of night on those streets and feel safe and be safe. Uh, Once we get back to the park around 7pm, everyone's encouraged to bring some food and drinks, obviously no alcohol, and we will be um, met with some more poetry as well as local live acts. and you've got the amazing uh, craft. Yes. Um, so it is, yeah, a wonderful night um, and I would encourage everyone to come. I know that um, our Newcastle Pacific Reclaim the Night have a few specific demands that we really want to achieve out of it and those are more funding for domestic and sexual violence organisations. Um, you know, without funding, these organisations cannot continue to exist. Mm-hmm. You know, the typical, we want to be able to live, safe and you know walk on our streets freely and not have to be worried but another really particular specific one is we want to see the introduction of spiking testing kits around all New South Wales events and making that mandatory. That is wonderful I think that's great between that and pill testing? A thousand percent
0: yeah we need that to happen well look congratulations everybody thank you so much for uh for coming in this morning for joining me i uh i really do appreciate it and uh, and as i said the uh the horrifying thing is that uh i was four years of age when the first reclaim the night happened and it's just taken far far too long and the fact that my 15 year old now can't walk on those streets safely at night time is uh is yet another reason why we just need to uh we need to change things and we need to change it now and uh and And as I've said to you guys before, I'm just so sick of asking for this. I'm so sick of calling for it because uh, it should have been long done and dusted. It really should. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Shaylee. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, uh, Sarah. Thank you, Ethan. I really appreciate your time. Best of luck tomorrow night. Keep up the good fight, won't you?
1: yeah thank you for having us my
0: pleasure thank you stay safe out there everybody and uh yes as we said friday the 28th of october which is tomorrow five thirty at gregson park it is reclaim the night newcastle a protest about ending sexual sexual violence against women and children please if you believe in any of that even a smidge make sure you get along and have your voice heard because it's been far far too long